0: Every day, The Rundown Podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support The Rundown Podcast at WBEZ.org slash Rundown Donate. And thank you. Good morning. I'm Adora Day, And this is The Rundown. U.S. Steel is laying off workers at its downstate Granite City, Illinois plant. But there are no such downsizing plans for its steel mill in Gary. The Gary location is the company's flagship plant, employing more than 4,000 people. Production has been steady here, unlike what's been happening in Granite City near St. Louis. The company announced this week that it's indefinitely idling its blast furnace there due to lower demand for its products and will likely lay off hundreds of workers. But Mike Millsap of the United Steelworkers of America doesn't see that happening in Gary. The Gary plant is running full, and so we've had some like cutbacks in our 10 departments, but no layoffs because the operation is running pretty full. The company, however, is entertaining offers to be purchased, which could impact Gary. Advocates of sexual abuse survivors are ramping up pressure on Chicago-area Catholic church officials in their effort to get a credibly accused priest defrocked. Last week, the Augustinians agreed to pay $2 million to settle a lawsuit accusing Father Richard McGrath of rape by a man who was a student of his at Providence Catholic High School in the southwest suburbs. But the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests, or SNAP, says even after being ousted from the school, McGrath is still a priest. SNAP's David Clossy says Catholic church leaders in three area dioceses and two religious orders should defrock him. And they should stop... Uh, playing games and making excuses and parsing uh, words and splitting hairs. Uh, It doesn't matter uh, who signs his paycheck or who ordained him or what religious group he belongs to. The group is now urging the Vatican to get involved. Union home care and child care workers in Illinois are increasing pressure on the Pritzker administration as they negotiate for a new contract. They want higher wages and better benefits. Members of the Service Employees International Union's Healthcare Illinois chapter are holding campaign-style rallies across the state. They're sharing stories of working, in some instances, up to 100 hours a week. Parents of children with disabilities spoke to the recent challenges they face. The union says the number of home childcare workers in southern Illinois counties has been cut in half over the past decade. In addition to higher wages, the union wants retirement and better health benefits. The group hopes a new and improved contract will create an incentive for more people to get into the home and child care field. Or, as they put it, quote, make care jobs good jobs. As artificial intelligence becomes more prevalent in all industries, a chatbot is helping local renters address issues with their landlords. Rentervention is a project of Chicago's Law Center for Better Housing. Rennie, as the chatbot is called, has helped more than 50,000 Chicago area renters with issues like evictions and living conditions since 2019. Connor Malloy is the project director. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no waiting times for getting access to the information or otherwise. This can really increase the chance of justice, at least by just democratizing all the information that's available. AI has been in the news in recent months after a management company used a chatbot to allegedly discriminate against Chicago-area low-income renters. A couple quick things you should know today. Northwestern University and Evanston officials are declining to comment on a new lawsuit from opponents of Northwestern's plan for its football stadium. Critics of the recently approved project say they have no problem with the university rebuilding Ryan Field for football games and other university events, but they say they sued the city yesterday to prevent concerts from being held at the venue near their homes. By 5 p.m. today, students must finalize their choices for Chicago Public Schools. This deadline is especially important for students hoping to win spots in the city's elite test in high schools. Last week, students were given their scores on the admissions exam. And based on those scores, some may have to reconsider their options. Today's weather, there'll be some rain throughout the day with a high in the mid-40s. And tomorrow, we're expecting similar weather, but less rain. That's it for now. Later today, my rundown co-host Erin Allen visits artist Candice Hunter and her new exhibit at the Hyde Park Art Center. It's all about author Octavia Butler. The idea behind the show is that you walk into this space and you move into the actual worlds that Octavia created. And next week, we're looking back at a Chicago institution called Berlin, the LGBTQ nightclub that closed last month after 40 years. The Rundown wants to collect some of your favorite stories and memories. Hi, my name is Andy. I live in Bucktown. Halloween 2018, after the party I went to, we ended up at Berlin. I'd never been in a place that was really like that before, where it felt like everyone was doing their own thing, but also everyone was there in it together. So I'll definitely miss Berlin. You can be like Andy and leave us a message at our voicemail box by calling 312-948-4632. That number, again, is 312-948-4632. Or you can record a voice memo on your phone and email us at therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend.